Pacino like GRO casino dice at the Mirage, Vegas strip, neon lights, gamblers, puffers of cigars, couples and stars, flashy cameras, the dealers, shuffling cards, spent the weekend. Already miss New York and it's odd. Cause I'm the first to say it got too many hustlers who rob. I never hang out. When we do, we bust a four-five with shells coming back at us while we jump in the ride. Flying, ducking, our bitches in the club clucking. Telling my wife who I was dancing with like I was fucking. Flew back Monday evening from the bottom where the sun was beaming to the concrete jungle of cement. Limousines from LaGuardia Airport, sleeping. Told my dogs peace, kept it moving. I was beat when got to my crib. Where the hell my keys went? Ringing the bell, heard a yell but wasn't sure. Drop my luggage to the ground, put my ear to the door. Slow music, H Town, no, that's down low. My babies, drop Mercedes, it's parked. I creep around, yo, to the back. She must be inside and can't hear. Probably upstairs in the mirror doing her hair. I walked in through the back door entrance. Shocked it was unlocked. When I walked in, I smelled incense. Chased by a weed aroma. Hi, welcome to This African American Life with your host, Ira Glass. Today's episode is about black people and tipping. Nah, what's up everybody? This is Rod and Karen. <laughs> your I was host like, for... it's a show change? You didn't tell me. You was changing the format. <laughs> <laughs> Only like five people are going to get that joke. Um, this is your, your host for the show, the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with uh, your host Rodimus Prime from Twitter, Rod if you know me in real life. And my wife, Karen, what's up? Say what's up to everybody. What's up, everybody? Say it, say it louder. <laughs> say it like you mean it, anime. Same damn song. That's it, party over. Everybody get the fuck out. All right, man. Uh, we got a long, well, a lot of shit to talk about, so let's hurry up and get through it. Uh, so we can go watch the Tar Heels probably get destroyed by Duke. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm going to watch it anyway like a man. I'm not going to back down like my Duke friends who didn't want to go out with me and watch the game. The last three years when they knew we was about to bring the ruckus, but uh, I digress. <clears throat> uh, a shout out to Erica Joplin and London, our newest fan. Yeah. Pip Pip Cheerio Mate. Much love. Yeah, I appreciate. Uh, Big Ben and all that jazz. Yeah, not pronouncing your H's and men dressing in dresses. Uh, now, I appreciate all that uh, love that you're giving us. Um, uh, even though we never been over there, our podcast no. has, and that's that's awesome. Yes, it is. We got hits all over the place: Australia, uh, South I, Africa. Yeah, South Africa, man. You know, we're trying to get that apartheid um, money or whatever. So, um, all right. So, I thought I'd talk about my trip to GameStop. I went to GameStop the other day to get Mass Effect Two, um, and it was a lot of people. It wasn't a lot of people in there, but they had a lot of people behind the register. It was like probably three people behind the register. And the people in GameStop are so nerdy. They, oh my gosh, they over geeky. Yeah, like they are, They benefit the most and hurt themselves the most from having the most knowledgeable employees. Yes. Like you wouldn't think that that's possible that somebody could know too much about something. But, but they I have, have to, mastered that. Yeah, I have to downplay how much I know about the game. In order for them to uh, not try to have a nerd off with me, because they will really try to go toe to toe with you. Yes, they will. I've like, seen them do it before. It's hilarious. Yeah, so I, I mean, I went and got Mass Effect, and the guy's like, "Well, did you know you can get the Terminus armor? Why didn't you reserve it?" And I was like, "I knew that, but um, I'll plan on getting it through my wife's job, and you know, things just didn't work out, so I'm gonna go ahead and get it now." And he's like, well, you should have reserved it, I guess. <laughs> Certainly, you didn't, didn't play the Dragon Age. I was like, I, I got Dragon Age. I have the code for the for the Dragon Armor. And, um, I mean, that's cool. You know, I tried to say it as cool as possible, but you can only sound so cool when you're talking that nerd speak. And I was like, you know, I got I got the Dragon Armor. And he's like, well, I mean, without the Terminus, gun, you know, of course you get the Terminus weapon. I was like, yeah, I saw the video on Xbox Live and I saw what the gun can do, man. Just fucking give me my game. How, what Bring happened me to up, that? nigga. Yeah. What happened to selling items? What happened to that? I didn't know I was going to get a speech. I mean, I guess it's better than Walmart where they don't help you at all. But Say that again. Damn. All right. Next topic. Speaking of video games, Duke Nuke, Nukem. Uh, this is a game that came out like a long time ago. I never played it. There's always been rumors about how it needed a sequel and needed a next generation upgrade. And I keep seeing, like, every two months, I see an article about how it's not dead yet. It's going to come back. And they haven't made a new game in, like, eight years. 
these ner- just give up. It's not coming back. <laughs> Stop teasing people. <laughs> Nobody cares. I, I, there's better games that have come out. Whatever comes out at this point is just going to be a disappointment. It's been like yeah. eight years. What what possibly could come out? Unless it's going to be in 3D or I can like teleport in real life into the game, <laughs> then stop because this, this is bullshit. Um, all right, Dave, my man Dave Kilimanjaro. I know I talked shit about him because he spilled my rum uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. We still love you, Dave. Well, he bought me a drink. He bought me a Tom Collins, the drink of sophisticated gentlemen around Ooh. the world. And uh, I appreciate that, Dave. We're yeah. even. The truce is back on. Yeah. Did you put your pinky up when you drink it? You know, that's a pinky drink. No, I don't put my pinky up. That's when, <laughs> that's for tea. I'm a man, damn it. I like a little fruit in my drink. That doesn't make me any less of a man. All right. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day, speaking about men, um, you know G.I. Joe and Cobra from the old cartoon? Mm-hmm. If you look at Cobra's co- uh, costumes, like what they're wearing... They look like they were into some freaky sex. They was into some weird stuff, some SNL stuff. Yeah, SNL, SNL. SNL, I'm sorry. Yeah, not Savings and Loans, SNL. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say those, say those masochistic stuff. <laughs> That's like torture sex. You know, yeah, you know what SNL is, right? Mm-hmm. That's the sex where you need like a safe word and you can't just have With sex. whips and chains and... Yeah, you gotta be able to just say... I mean, you hang it from the ceiling, that type stuff. All, all kinds of stuff, and you gotta have, you know, you gotta be like pineapple or whatever, and then they stop beating you or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, all their outfits, like Dr. Mindbender had like a leather coat with tight leather pants on, they were like capri pants, they didn't even come all the way down, and Ooh. a monocle and a bald head. He was just stylish. What are you hating on the phone? Destro was in that black leather, so was um. His Baroness, she was she looked like a straight up she, dominatrix. Yeah. Um, and then um, Cobra Commander with the hood. I mean, kind of shit was they doing in Cobra, man? Zarkan, they, I mean, yeah. the twins, Zamox and Tamox or whatever. You know, they were yeah, they were yo all the way. Yeah, I don't want to get caught by Cobra, man. You know what's no. gonna happen to you? Um, also. Uh, Somebody wanted us to talk about the Super Bowl, and we watched that the yes, other day. Yes, we did. We watched it at the house. I didn't even want to go to anybody's no, party. Because I wanted to see the commercials. Yeah, I want to hear the game. I want to hear the announcers. I want to see the commercials. Too much shit is going on at, at Super Bowl parties. I don't want to be around a bunch of chicks or a bunch of dudes who brought that chick or a bunch of fucking they, they, music. Yeah, and, and they don't know nothing about football or yeah. anything. and. They keep asking questions and things like that when you really want to watch the game. and It's just a lot going on. I just wanted to have a peaceful Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't want to have to explain first and ten to somebody or some shit while <laughs> while the Colts are driving. Um, but uh, I thought we'd talk about the Super Bowl. First of all, I don't like the whole Peyton Manning is the greatest quarterback ever, then they lose. How would this hurt his legacy? How will he be received? He's, he's, now he sucks. His brother's better than him. People are just way over the top trying to sell these stories. Yes, they are. And I think he's, I mean, I love Peyton Manning as far as his abilities on the field. His demeanor is just his demeanor. He's like a football nerd. He's a perfectionist. He loves when things go right, but he never can be happy. Like, he's the kind of dude that he can't be happy until the game's over, but he can be frustrated and sad when things don't go right. He doesn't have... He doesn't have that ability to fake, like, or even to, like, even if it's genuine, he doesn't have the ability to be like, what a great catch, what a great great throw by me, we're up 20, yay. He's more like, how did you drop that? Why why did I throw that interception? Uh, how did how could I, I throw that incomplete? He's that guy. Yeah, that's why he's always looking at those papers on the sideline, because he's just looking at mistakes. So he doesn't have any real, he doesn't have that kind of swagger of, Tom Brady or um, Drew Brees or whatnot, but um, I really don't think his legacy takes a hit. I don't either. Um, I didn't think he was Superman before. I, I I still think he's the best quarterback I've seen in my lifetime, in my lifetime yes. um, because he does so much, um, and because of his responsibilities, which you can argue whether they're his or he like took those responsibilities on or they were given to him. I don't know, but Whatever it is, a guy calling his own plays, a guy reading his own defense, 
uh, that impresses me to no end. And yes, it does. nobody can really change my mind about that. He, I mean, he can throw a pick, a crucial pick, but I mean, part of his problem is he's on an organization where they have spent their money on the offense and the defense is going to always be lackluster. So, I mean, just taking this team that far was impressive to me. But um, the champions, of course, are the Saints. Yes, who that, who that, who that nation? Yeah, who that nation? And uh, I'm just saying, now that they got their Super Bowl, are, are we even now? Uh, we let y'all talk about Katrina for like four or five years now. Um, once you win something, as far as I'm concerned, all the damage is, is erased. It's done. Yeah, you back to you back to normal now. Y'all won the Super Bowl. Y'all, Charlotte hadn't won the Super Bowl. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we don't bring up Hugo when the Panthers don't <laughs> win, right? So, you guys, uh, you, you, we're even now. Stop bringing it up. Stop trying to make us feel bad. Uh, I don't want to hear anything else about the low awards. All I want to hear now is Mardi Gras, parades, beads, nudity, and um, gumbo. That's all I want to hear out of, out of New Orleans from now on. And... Um, we also need to get Haiti an NBA team. Because I think if we can get them a championship, <laughs> then we can go ahead and forget about helping them too. Because as far as America's concerned, hey, you win a championship, everything must be okay yeah. in your entire city. <laughs> you have no problems, no issues. Your infrastructure's doing well. We're not concerned yeah. about you at all. Exactly, man. Detroit had the Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned. Nothing happened after that. They, got, they had a Super Bowl in their city. And uh, I don't know, people keep talking about the economy and the auto industry. I don't know. I'm not keeping up with it. I don't know. I don't know. Must be good. Uh, Super Bowl commercials. Um, some people wanted us to talk about that. I got more than one person on Twitter saying they want to hear our take on those. So I'll just bring up a couple I wrote down. Um, the Dodge ad where the dude is like, I wake up every morning 6 a.m. My wife beats me. Yeah. <laughs> I take my... <laughs> Take out the trash for your ass. I take my kid to school. And, you know, I live in this loveless marriage. But uh, that commercial seemed like it was for domestic violence. Oh, yeah. I kept thinking at the end of that commercial, he was going to be like... Somebody's going to get punched. Yeah. And like, and that's why I beat you, bitch. But instead, he was like, and that's why this Dodge is for me. And he's driving a Dodge Charger or something. Yeah, so he can hit him with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he didn't show his wife was in the trunk tied up. But uh, he sounded like he hated his wife or something. Yes. But uh, I don't know. If that's what it's like for most of you dudes out there, if that's what being a man is like, I feel I, sorry I, for you. Yes. That's what being a relationship is like. I saw a couple people on my Twitter feed that were like, yeah, right on. I was laughing all the time. Like, that's what happens when you fuck with the wrong woman. Like, you, you, end, up, <laughs> you end up miserable. <laughs> Going home every day wanting to kill yourself and can't wait to drive to work and your Dodge Charger. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, another ad was a car ad. I don't even know what car it was for, but where it was like Mad Max, where it was a future world and the planet was all messed up and there were some like pirates or raiders sitting on the road. So the car stopped and then he kicked his wife out because they were like, your car, your life. And he kicks his wife out, reverses and pulls off. Yeah. There's like, your wife, your life, not your wife. And his wife was all uh, looking all sexy and stuff. I was like, uh, you don't think about rape her. You know that was about to happen. I don't know if that commercial was just hinting at that. Cause yeah, that was, was the a, beginning of a porn scene. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they all start. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, I thought they was about to get it in. But uh, anyway, uh, that commercial was weird. I didn't like it. All the beer commercials made people look like raving out of alcoholics to me. <laughs> All of them. There was the one where they built like a bridge on people's yes. back. Yes. Like, That's look. That's not realistic. I mean, look, what kind of fucking alcoholics are you? Uh, it made me just think, like, how far can you go with a beer commercial? Like, can you have a wife walk into the house and she's like, Honey, I was just beaten. They robbed me and they raped me. And he's like... Wait a minute. Is that beer in it? It's like, oh, beer. Oh, oh, thank God. Oh, I chug it down. Or, you know, like a dude sitting there and his daughter's talking to him. Like, I got something to tell you. And he's like, what's, what's wrong? And she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, but you're only 13. She's like, I know. 
but here's some beer. He's like, oh, beer. Oh, but like, oh, everything's going to be all right. All you need is some beer. Issue, mental issues going on with that. Yeah, I don't like those commercials. Um, uh, also, the Tebow ad got all this hype about it's pro-life. And I felt like the ad was, one, it was goofy. Yeah, it was very goofy. Yeah, like it was, I mean, him falling down. Oh, hey, hey, mom. <laughs> like it was, it was real whack. Um, but it wasn't offensive at all. I don't know. The, the National Organization for Women needs to calm the fuck down. They're getting up there with PETA as far as like. Yeah, picking their fights. They're picking pointless fights. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to pick a fight, pick a fight that matters. Yeah, there had to be something better on Super Bowl. I mean,. I don't get it. Be mad at the cheerleaders or some shit. Don't be mad at Tim Tebow's mom. I mean, she basically had a pro-choice ad, if you ask me, because all she was saying was the type of pregnancy she had had a chance that it would kill her, and it is terminal for a lot of women. Yeah. Um, and she made the choice to have the risk to have the baby anyway, whether that's based on her faith or whatever Never. it's based that's on. Right. She made She risked it. And it had a weird moral, because the moral seemed to be like, and it was Tim Tebow, so everything, everything worked out. Yeah. yeah, like you should. But if he'd have been retarded, I'd have got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't think it was about that. Oh no, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, they definitely were like, um, <laughs> they definitely were like, it's like he's a good quarterback, so that makes everything that happened great, worth it. Like, yeah. like what if he would have just been a regular ass kid? That they, I guess they wouldn't have made the commercial. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Um. Uh, also, people were upset about the two back-to-back commercials with the uh, people with pants, no pants on. Oh, talking about the career builders? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, they were funny. I like those commercials. But a lot of people seem to be upset about it or, or just uncomfortable. Well, look, if you're uncomfortable with ads with men with no pants, you know people would have freaked out about the Man Crunch ad that they didn't air because it was, like, about gay people. So, you can't tell me, like, ooh, men in their underwear, and then go, man, it's wrong that CBS denied that ad for the gay men. Well, maybe you couldn't handle it, you fucking kid. You know? <laughs> what are you, a child? I don't know. I mean, I don't really care. I didn't even watch the gay ad online. I really don't care one way or another. It's just another commercial. Yep. They could have used one less car commercial or something like that, and... I would have been just fine. Um, I was also surprised that, oh, the GoDaddy commercials are horrible. Oh, I hate those commercials. Uh, I always hate those commercials. They're not even sexy. Like, no, they're not. Since the advent of internet porn, I don't know what GoDaddy thinks his marketing strategy is, but nothing racy is going to happen on that site. No. And in, the, in the commercial, it's like, oh, you want to see something hot? And then, like, take off a, a, a jacket and show a shirt underneath, like, What's hot about that? I don't get it. Me uh, you gotta, I mean, you got to be like a reverend or something to be like turned offended. on by that. Yeah. <gasps> well, be, How dare she? Breast. No, I don't think you'd be offended, but that's like the safest porn possible. Like, <laughs> I think, safe. I think you have to be like a reverend or something. Like, I want to, oh my God, I got to go to GoDaddy and see just how far she takes that shirt off. You know, <laughs> look at her hair. Did she go up to the belly button? You'll yeah. see. That's I like. I think I saw some ankles. Um, so I'm not, I don't know, that was whack. Um, the, I was surprised there were no Viagra commercials or Cialis commercials. Yes, I think this is the first time. I guess they're losing money with the economy, I guess, men yeah. can't afford it no more. Can't afford to keep it up, man. Mm-mm. Yeah, can't afford to keep it up. It's gonna like sex is optional. Yeah, I hate for Valentine's. There's going to be a lot of non-sex going on. Maybe just hold people. me. Old people, um. The Megan Fox ad where she's like, should I send this picture out? And then, I, like, I was listening to Bomani Jones' show, and he was talking about that ad. And he's right, man. There's a lot of stuff in that ad that they handed to that I didn't know you could make those jokes on Super Bowl commercials where they got the two gay dudes where one of them slaps the other gay dude. Mm-hmm. And then they got the, the kid in the in the bathroom masturbating, and his mom's like knocking on the door, like Jimmy, you come out here. But yeah, y'all get here. mad about people in their drawers? Are you serious? Yeah, that was kind of that was a little weird. That was a little weird, but uh, I mean, I wasn't offended. But I mean, I guess the premise of that ad is you she's so hot you can't help but jack off or something. I don't know. Um, 
And uh, my favorite commercial was actually the Favre commercial. The Favre? Yeah. My, my, one of my person's favorite was the Dorito commercial. That With was, the little boy? Yes, yeah. That, that was, was hilarious too. to me. Oh, cause, I guess because it came out of nowhere. Uh, it was just funny. And I don't understand why that KFC commercial from a long time ago. If anybody hadn't seen this commercial, you could probably get it on YouTube. But it's like a single mom. And she's bringing home KFC for a family because she's working. And they don't have a father. And it's kind of obvious, like, that they're saying, you know, black people, you know, y'all got some broken homes. But you can always come to KFC and get you some fried chicken. And, and that ad, I always was like, man, it's, it's kind of distasteful. Like, it just wasn't done right. Maybe there mm-hmm. needed to be more humor. But it was done like an episode of, like, uh, like... Good times. Yeah, good times. Yeah, basically. <laughs> It was like depressing. It wasn't. It wasn't upbeat. But this ad, if you really think about it, it was a guy trying to date a kid's mom. I mean, it's implied that she's not with the father. He's not. He's not the son. That kid's father. And it's funny and it's acceptable. So either I've come a long way, or society's come a long way, or commercials have just been written better. Where. That actually was made me laugh. Yeah. While the KFC commercial, I was just like, "What the fuck? Where was the daddy? What was this? <laughs> Did James die? And they just skipped over that episode." James, James, James. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Uh, all right. So, uh, let's see what other questions we had. Oh, Julio from New York. You know, I listen to his podcast. He's mm-hmm. got a website, Julio from NY dot com. Um, he uh told me that Kevin Smith, who's one of my favorite directors, he did like Chasing Amy, Mallrats, Clerks, Clerks 2, Dogma. Mm-hmm. These are all movies I love, especially Chasing Amy. That might, that's one of my favorite movies ever. And um, he, he's really dialogue heavy. He also did um, Zach and Mary Make a Porno. Oh, I love that movie. So And nobody went and saw it. Oh, that movie was the greatest, y'all. Oh yeah. my God, that one was hilarious. He has a lot of movies that aren't commercial hits. And I and like I love them. Some of them become cult hits, but people don't go to the theater to see them. So did you know Kevin Smith is directing that Tracy Morgan movie Cop Out with Bruce Willis? That movie, that movie looks terrible. I know, I know. That I feel looks like garbage. I feel disappointed, man. I can't. Yeah, first, that don't even sound like his style. I, yeah, I can't picture because he like he writes pages and pages of dialogue and these long like monologues and these long like. Uh, uh, like these long freight like conversations where people are going back and forth very quickly. I don't think Tracy Morgan can do that. So no. I, I think he might have uh finally just said fuck it, you know, and I'm kinda I wanna like, make something that makes money. Yeah, like congratulations, moviegoers. Y'all finally broke Kevin Smith. Like all these I'm great never movies. Another good move from here again, man. Yeah, I I'm not sure if he did observe a report or not. Somebody Somebody hit me on Twitter and let me know if that's true or not. I can't remember who did Observing Report. But he did these good movies that I went to the theater and saw and laughed every time. Mm-hmm. Anytime I brought somebody with me, I took people to see Dogma um, and when we were at Fayetteville State. And everybody got, you know, they were like, oh, I'm not going to like this. This is going to be some bullshit. What is this? You know, what kind of movie is this? And we all walked out of there crying laughing. So... I don't, you know, I don't understand how this dude can put out so much quality work, and now he's probably been reduced to making cop out to make a a point and to try to make some money, you know, because he can't keep having these commercial failures, um, even if they get critical acclaim. So I was just real disappointed in that, and I'm still gonna go see it, man. But I don't know, yeah, man. That's it's kind of. I hope it's. I hope he just. I hope the trailers are just showing maybe. The, the silly jokes that'll get people to come. Yeah. And that the movie's a little more deeper than I the trailer so. looks. Um, Alright, and then uh, let's see what else. Oh, three carry-on items. I, I put out some questions to Twitter like, hey, anybody wants us to talk about something, hit us up. So my man at three carry-on items, he hit us up and he said he wanted us to talk about uh, Super Bowl. We already did that. Uh, Sarah Palin, you heard about what she, she wrote? She gave a speech to the teabaggers. Mm-hmm. Um, the teabag party wants to become like a party. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these dudes. I identify with their anger uh, at the government in general, but they don't really seem to have a plan. No. They just seem to be fucking angry, like for no reason to. What, and if you're and if 
if you want to get moderates and you want to get other people who are angry at the government on board, don't get Sarah Palin. Yeah, she turns a lot of talk. people off. Like, why would you bring? Let's bring the most controversial, edgy idiot in here to give a speech that will certainly not unify everybody. It's gonna turn a lot of people off. Yes. Anyway, she got in trouble. Not trouble, but somebody noticed on her hand. She had written notes about what she wanted to emphasize in her speech or in her post uh, speech press conference. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, this this party, the teabaggers and the conservatives and Sarah Palin herself have all made jokes or made references demeaning Obama for using a uh, teleprompter. Okay. So it's like, bitch, you write notes on your hands, not even cue cards. You know, you could, wow. nobody's going to get mad if you have a couple cue cards with you mm-hmm. or something. But looking, what are you cheating in third grade? You can't look down at your fucking hand while they're talking to you. Like, yeah. At least with a teleprompter, you're looking at the TV. Yeah, she's, I don't know. She's an idiot. I don't really have much else to say about her. I just don't think she's smart. And I think people that support her, I can't really respect their political opinion. But hey, this, this, this is a country of diverse opinions, and we all can't agree. And I don't have to respect your opinion. You don't have to respect mine. I'm okay with that. And uh, the way I look at a lot of politics now, I just look like, hey, we all going to die one day. So the way I see it is, fuck it, man. If if people are stupid enough to vote for Sarah Palin, then uh, they get what they deserve, man. I, I can't really justify that. Even, even when I'm disappointed in the way politics is or disappointed with some of the things that Obama can and cannot do I still think he was the best choice to make on the day of the election so um, I don't have I certainly wouldn't want Sarah Palin anywhere close to the presidency so anyway um, uh, he also said he wanted to talk about the Julius Peppers interview Okay, I heard it I don't think you heard it No, I, didn't hear it. I gave you the rundown yesterday yeah. but basically man I've got a lot of respect for him because one, he was articulate, and they've always clowned him and said he was not an articulate person. And I think he proved everybody wrong. He, he can talk just fine. Uh, and I also really was impressed by when he was talking about silence being a message just as much as uh, speaking through the media or whatnot. That's true. And he's been a quiet guy, and he's kind of always let his actions speak for him. And it was cool to hear him say, how he feels that the team is treating him by not communicating with them after the season. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that situation. But I think Pepper should probably come back if they can uh, work a deal out. Yeah, I would love for him to come back. Yeah, on the interview, he sounded like he was okay with a deal. But you never know. I mean, it, you know, he could, as soon as the mic cut off, he could have said, man, I'm not going to the Panthers. I don't care what they do. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that situation. But he's a top... 10 talent in the league and I think he's uh, one of the best defenders in the league and he's definitely the best defender the Panthers have ever had. Say that again. So uh, it's going to be sad if he has to go for the Panthers but what can you do man? I, like I, I was impressed by the interview. I think at this point the market here is too uh, divided on him and uh, there's a lot of people who've been making a living talking trash on Julius yes, Peppers they and they can't just turn it all around now. Because he's actually presented a logical, reasonable side to his argument about uh, not when he didn't take money because he was like, uh, I didn't have enough sacks. I had two and a half sacks and they wanted to make me the highest paid defensive player. I, I didn't deserve it. And then I got 14 and a half sacks and they tried to give me the same contract. But I felt that I had overperformed and I, I should be, you know, I thought I blew my competition out the water. So I understood where he was coming from, but... In this hate, in this day of hatred in the in the sports media, where they hate to see a, a dude talk about getting paid, you're gonna have a lot of animosity. Meanwhile, every person I know is gonna be upset when they don't get a raise or whatever. So you know, just because you're talking about big money, people think you should just be happy, shut the hell up, and take whatever they give you. And I'm I, I'm not one of those people. Uh, I've been watching Lost. The new season started two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's good um, so far. But it is confusing. It's been gone so long. I forgot how confusing the show was. <laughs> I, I, I put on Twitter that 
the uh, description for the show on the DVR box should just be a question mark and a frowny face. Cause <laughs> at the end of every episode, that's how I feel. Like, what the hell just happened? But, uh, and I, I beat, I did it. I beat Heroes. Oh. I've been out. I, I gave Heroes. No, up. I didn't quit it. I oh. didn't quit it. I beat it. I persevered, baby. I watched the last episode of the season. And I, of course, it was terrible, just like all the other ones. Um, but I'm done. I've got the next like eight to nine months off of Heroes until they come back with season six. So, uh, good riddance, baby. I, y'all, y'all couldn't hang. A lot of y'all couldn't hang, baby. I know. Uh, I gave it up all day, every Monday. I'm up in there. What? So I feel like I made it <laughs> to the um, side. A lot, uh, there's been a lot of talk about these athletes showing their uh, pictures of their penises getting published online and stuff. Wow. I haven't seen any of the pictures. Dude. No one sent me a link. I don't, I don't know want one. to see them. Uh, I'm actually like quite this. good. I really don't care what another man got in his junk. I, I'm doing okay over here, and that's really all that matters to me. Um, there's really no need to compare and contrast, fellas. So, um, But if I was Greg Oden... I would have used the Eddie Murphy defense and just said it wasn't me, and nobody really can prove that it was. I mean, right. there gotta be at least one other seven foot tall, eighty year old looking man in the world. I mean, just take your chances, man. Somebody else gotta have the Christmas addicts haircut or something. So <laughs> I would just said it ain't me, and you guys can just uh, unless you can prove it. Didn't leave me alone, but instead he came out and apologized, which I wouldn't have done. Um, another thing popped off today was you heard the stuff about John Mayer. No, I heard people talk, but I didn't really see what it, what it was. Yeah, he's a guitarist, mm-hmm. a white dude, um, and there was some controversy today because he did an interview with Playboy, and uh, he had some controversial quotes. Um, in general, though, he used to be a guitarist. Now he wants to be a comedian. I don't know how funny he is. I haven't seen his stand-up, but I don't know much about him other than he comes across like a douche, and I really don't care much. Like, I don't care enough to get mad at him or not, but uh, since so many people wanted us to talk about it on the podcast, I was like, well, we might as well talk about it or whatever. So, um, I'll just read a couple excerpts from the uh, article, and this is... And I, I'm only reading two real excerpts, but this is the first one, and this should let you know that this dude is a fucking douche, and you should not be upset with this man, right? But this is the first article, and it's false modesty. Uh, he, goes, some, he goes, I hate being a heartbreaker. Hate it. If I date somebody and it doesn't work out, it's another nightmare for me. I don't like the way the odds are stacked. If I date nine more girls before I get married, which I think could be completely appropriate, that would be nine more spats of character assassination. I don't equate sex with release. I equate it with tension. It's given me a lot of pause somewhere in my brain. It has probably really fucked me up. Now, that is false modesty. I made a tweet the other day joking around. And I was like, man, I hate uh, buying Magnum condoms because they cost so much. Oh, and they, you know, but all the other ones can't fit, you know, and it's like <laughs> false modesty, you know, it's a joke. It's, I'm saying basically you're trying, that's what you say when you're trying to impress people, but look like you're being humble. Like, oh no, I just say that. I don't really mean, you know, I didn't even think that you would think I had a big penis. I thought you would just would take it as a joke, right? So yes. like with this, this, this heartbreaker shit is exactly false modesty. Like I hate Breaking these girls' hearts and sleeping with all these women is so sad. My life is so hard. It's not It's not all unicorns, y'all. It's not rainbows and lollipops. It's not? Uh-uh. Giving no glitter? Giving these girls all this dick? Oh, it's, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. Somebody got to do it. So, anyway, right there, that was like the first thing I read. I was like, this dude's a douche. Why are people obsessing over this? But then there's this part. Someone asked me the other day, how does it feel... Now to have a hood pass. And by the way, it's sort of a contradiction in terms. Because if you really had a hood pass, you could call it a nigger pass. Why are you pulling a punch and calling it a hood pass if you really have a hood pass? But I said, I can't really have a hood pass. I've never walked into a restaurant, asked for a table, and been told we're full. Um, so basically, people are mad because he said the N-word in that quote. Um, I'm kind of over white people saying the N-word. Not... 
Just don't say it to my face or don't try to demean me with it and we're okay. I, I, I don't know. Maybe more people need to get out and meet some white people, but I assume uh, most people I meet are saying shit in the privacy of their own homes and saying stuff that as jokes and they might not be racist at heart. And I'm not saying this about white people. I mean everybody. Yeah. Everybody. I hung out with black people that, you know, we get uh, private and they say some shit like, I don't believe in interracial dating or something. I'm just and like, what the fuck like, is wrong no, with you? Like, what's yeah. this? Uh, all in the family? Just chill chill out, man. I don't need to know that. You know, like, I, I prefer to think of you as, as you know, open-minded. Well, I a person. So, um, you know, that was, uh, like, people got mad about saying the N-word, uh, and even in this, t- even in this scenario, he's using it as an example, yeah. and he's actually saying you can't say that it. Since I can't say the N word, I'm not really having a, a real hood pass. It's not like I'm black, so he's actually making an example. And dumb people are latching onto the fact that any white person said the N word in any context and getting upset. And you know what? You deserve to be upset if you're that stupid. Um, I I don't care that he said the N word. He's obviously a fucking douche. I, what, I, the, what, I don't really get what he has to say for me to, to shock me. I don't, I don't know. Um, a little bit more. Uh, it is true a lot of rappers love you. This is what the Playboy interviewer is saying. Okay. You recorded with Common and Kanye West, played live with Jay-Z. And Meyer, Mayer answers this shit, and it really doesn't have anything to do with the question. But he goes, what is being black? It's making the most of your life. Not taking a single moment for granted. Taking something that's seen in a struggle and making it work for you, or you'll die inside. Not to say that my struggle is like the collective struggle of black America, but maybe my struggle is similar to one black dude's. Now he's just blowing smoke up your ass. He basically said that nigga shit, and then he's like, how can I do some damage control real quick? So he's just trying to... to clean it up. Yeah, he's trying to clean up, like, all black people strong, proud as... Like, if he would have said, what is being black? And he would have said, I don't know, crack smoking, uh... Uh, stealing, prostitution, uh, going on cops, you know, like, if, if he would have said that shit, they would have, you know, they would have probably killed that man next time he came to New York or somewhere <laughs> like that. So he's just trying to flip it around and, you know, I, I don't know what being black is. I don't, and But the thing is, that wasn't the question. No, it's like, they asked him a question and then he... And he made up another question by saying, what is being black? And answered his own question like a fucking douche. <laughs> He's such a douche, man. You got a question? I got a question yeah. for you. Uh, just because he was on Chappelle one time doesn't make him fucking open-minded. That's true. Uh, and it says, do black women throw themselves at you? And this is where the shit started on Twitter because my timeline blew up while I was at work. And I was like, what the hell are people talking about? So get ready for the controversial shit, right? Ooh. I don't think I open myself to it. My dick is sort of like a white supremacist. I've got a Benetton heart and a fuck David Duke cock. I'm going and a fucking David Duke cock. I'm going to start dating separately from my dick. So, <laughs> for, yeah. First of all, it's funny, but uh, second of all, he's basically saying I don't date black women or I don't want to have sex with black women or whatever. And then. Uh, the, the Playboy interviewer's like, hey, why don't we be specific? Why don't you name names? And he's like, I always thought Holly Robinson Pete was gorgeous. Every white dude loved Hillary from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And Kerry Washington, she's super hot. And this is this is, this is some weird shit that he said right here. He said, she's also white girl crazy. Kerry Washington would break your heart like a white girl. Just all of a sudden, she'd be like, yeah, I suck this dick, whatever. And you'd be like, what? We weren't talking about that. And that's what Heartbreak Warfare is about. I think that's a song, one of his gay-ass songs. When a girl use, uses jealousy as a tactic. So, it's weird that he can, he says white girls will break your heart, which is kind of seems like a, like a diss to white women, but I think black women were so mad that he said he won't fuck them that they were all on my Twitter feed complaining about this shit. And, um... It reminds me of like when you go on uh, this website called Black Girl Online, which is basically a porn website for black people. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times you go into forums and dudes are mad at white porn starlets that don't do scenes with black men. Wow. And it's like, uh, dude, she's a porn star. She's she. Do you do you want to know who she voted for? Are you going? <laughs> I mean, really, are yeah, you going to invest in the same stocks as her? No. She's a fucking porn star. She sucks dick for a living. Oh. Chill out. It's, don't it's put the weight of the serious. world on, on 
one person's opinion. And that's the same thing. This dude plays a guitar for a living. I don't know anybody that plays a guitar that I'm cool with. That, like, I'm like, I gotta hang out with that dude. He plays a fucking guitar. He's like, get a nine to five, dude. You wanna impress me? I'm not gonna sit up here and let this dude have that kind of influence over my life. And it was real disappointing to see so many sisters that were like claiming to be upset because he actually had the audacity to say, um, you know, I don't like having sex. With, I don't want to have sex with a black woman. That, that's fine with me. Yeah, that's first cool. of all, you know, if you don't own one of his albums, and I mean own, yes, like you went yeah, out and, and paid your money, money, you didn't download it. Mm-hmm. First, if you don't own an album, you can't be mad. So t- you, y'all shut the fuck up. The, it, also, it, what was your dream? What was your dream? John Mayer? There's six billion people in the world. John Mayer had the only penis that was going to save your life. Did, was he nah. going to come scoop you up in Walmart and roll out and take you to a land of happiness in the promised land? He's a fucking, he's one dude, man. He is one dude. But they, they act like Homeboy is really representing all, all, all everybody. All whiteness, yeah. It don't happen like that. And I do understand, I, I mean, I understand what a lot of sisters go through because they do catch a bad rap a lot of times. There's a lot of people that make uh, jokes and they're trying to make it very divisive about, there's a lot of animosity between black men and black women and it is sad to see that because we need each other and I don't mean we need each other necessarily like you can only be with a black person. I mean we need each other like as a community because we have a lot of problems internally. You know, we have a lot of broken homes. We have a lot of uh, kids without fathers. We have a lot of... um, like one parent households where they can't discipline their child and can't monitor them at school because they have to work and shit. So we don't need this all this animosity towards each other where it's like I'm gonna get me a white woman and all that shit. Uh, like that's you know. And then also, if if you haven't fucked a regular white man, <laughs> how you think you're gonna get a superstar? Why you gonna get mad at John Mayer? If you ain't fucking a regular white dude, one, I'm talking about the just dude one. that work at the BP, that dude yeah, behind the camera. Yeah, or the dude that works across the office from you. If you ain't tried to holler at him, what makes you think John Mayer's ain't different? Because he plays a fucking guitar? Because he got a little money? What, you out of your mind? Um, <laughs> it's like, I mean, and plus what he was saying wasn't that controversial. He's like, I'm not sexually attracted to most black women. Um, you know, to me, it's like, some people say the heart wants what the heart wants. The penis wants what the penis wants. You can't make your mind like I. Sh- well, politically, I should be attracted to this lady. I guess I better get my penis up. Like you can't do it. it don't work like that. You either attracted to somebody or you're not. So, um, also, I had another good idea. Instead of uh, strip clubs, uh, since Valentine's Day is coming up, they need to start simp clubs where you can go buy women stuff and get them gifts and they don't even have to take their clothes off they just talk to you for a little bit maybe they talk to you about their man or problems they having at work or something and then they don't give you any sex and they leave so that's (laughs) that's basically a simp club I think a lot of dudes are already willing to be simps and they're gonna get pimped out this uh, February 14th so they might as well go ahead and do the simp club deal Uh, let's hurry up through the rest of this we're getting up there uh, Walmart, we uh, went there to return some shit. Oh. Man, let me tell you something. The default mode in customer service for it's Walmart terrible. is we don't want to help you do shit. I gave this lady the receipt, and the date on it clearly said it was November the 11th when I bought this stuff with this electronic machine. It was broken, um, and, I, and you have a 90-day return policy. Well, yesterday was February the 8th. So I was technically within the 90 days. She didn't even like look at the receipt. No, she was she like, didn't. it's been 90 days. And then she gave us a bunch of excuses why she couldn't fix it. I bought a two-year warranty plan, quote-unquote service plan. And you know what? Nobody out there don't buy the service plan. It's a fucking ripoff. Yes, it is. First don't. of all, it doesn't apply until the manufacturer's warranty, warranty is up. This warranty was 90 days, but if it, normally a warranty is a year. Which means basically you have to call the manufacturer and mail it in to them. So Walmart's not doing shit for a year. Then their plan starts. And their plan isn't actually through Walmart. So even though they lie to you when they sell you the plan, they tell you 
you can just come back to Walmart to customer service and get a new one. No, you can't. No, you can't. What you're going to do, what they do is give, tell you to call the number on your receipt and, or go online to the service plan website. And you have to mail it to them and they charge you a fee to fix it. So it's a hustle. Never, ever buy the service plan. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Never. Don't trust them, man. They, it is a hustle. Anyway, after I pointed the date out to this lady, she was like, oh, it, it is within 90 days. So we had to go to the back. Try to look for another one. Of course, there wasn't in stock. Yeah. Of course, there wasn't in stock. Uh, I was actually surprised because the dude in the back was helpful and yeah, went to he check. Was. I was surprised he didn't just go. I don't see one out here and walk off. <laughs> um, or mumble like they fucking mumble at those places where you can't. You're like, what, huh? Can you help me with that? Okay, uh, Boomhauser. I guess I'll just uh, go back to the front. So anyway. We go back up to the front. I'm like, all right, well, look, y'all don't got one. She's like, well, do you got all the cords? Do you got the instruction guide book, the quick reference guide? Like, everything that came in the fucking box. I don't have the box anymore. I've had this thing for 88 days. So I I came back home, had to look for everything that came with it. I brought some cables that didn't even go with the shit, took them back, and gave her, and couldn't find the other book, the the quick reference guide. And then she gave, then she's, when I grew up there, I was like, look, we couldn't find the quick reference guide. She's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It wasn't a big deal in the first place. We didn't have to go home. Why'd you send me home? That's right. For nothing. I missed the Bobcast game for you, bitch. Uh, anyway, fuck Walmart. Um, but at the same time, you know, keep them socks cheap. Don't pay those motherfuckers. You know, I'm glad y'all don't get insurance. Because y'all don't do shit. I'm glad they are jerking <laughs> you with your hours. And if it sucks, if you're a good employee at Walmart, you just got stuck there. I'm sorry, but you got to get the fuck out of there. That yeah. place is horrible. They don't care about you. I only go there because it's cheap, and everybody else does, and I don't care about the customer service, but that's all we're doing. We're all fucking ourselves by going there and by working there. We're all doing it, but whatever. Um, Don Coyote on Twitter want to know how we handle snowstorms down here. Oh, the city shuts down. If if they say we think it's going to snow, there's no bread and there's no milk. Everything shut down. We don't handle snow well down yeah. here. It ain't like y'all up north right now fighting three feet of snow and they still expect y'all to be at work. People turn into pilgrims when with snow. Yes, they do. They're like, where's the bread and the milk and the eggs? And the store lines get long and you can't find water in there. And I don't know if people are going to like churn some butter or go get some cows or something. Yeah, I feel bad for the kids. They're going to be back in the back beating stuff. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they act like the fucking Great Depression is coming back. And that last can of beans at, at at Harris Teeter, you gotta buy that, even though you probably got twelve cans of shit in your house that you haven't eaten. Say that again. So, uh, yeah, it's not good. People say we can't drive in the snow, but you know what? They're wrong. Most people from Charlotte are not from Charlotte. Most people no, in Charlotte are from, are from a, Ohio, a New York, yes, Cle- other places. like those places. So they're the ones that can't drive, and that's probably why they came down here because they hate the snow. So go back, go back up north, you. Carpet bagging Yankees, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's whack. Um, my man Nick Nohart said, "Shouldn't Kobe have shut down two weeks ago?" Uh, yeah, probably Kobe should sit down a hill. Yeah, but he's Kobe and he's a leader, and that's part of what he does is that he he had that streak where he was playing every game. He yeah. broke his finger, hurt his knee, plays all these games. He goes plays in the um, Olympics every year, yeah. and goes to the finals and also wins the championship. So Kobe couldn't beat Kobe if he was the kind of dude that said, I better start sitting down. Don't forget, Kobe hated when Shaq was there and Shaq would pull that shit where he would come to the season half in shape, play himself in shape, get hurt, sit out for 20 games, come back just in time for the playoff run and try to win finals MVP. So I think Kobe doesn't want to be like that. Yeah. That's why they didn't get along for Like, everyone puts why they didn't get along on Kobe. And I can do an entire show on Kobe. You know I'm a Kobe stand. I love him to death um, on the court. Uh, on the court now. I wouldn't let the nigga in my house. But um, they uh, th- th- they really tried to... Uh, you got to really look at how Kobe is just a workaholic. And it is yeah. killing him. Even in a meaningless game, you know, it's killing him to not be out there. Um, And last question, Nathan Bacon asked, how did you and I meet? And he wants to talk about the Wolfman and the Crazies. Uh, I probably won't go see the Wolfman. Might see the Crazies. I don't know. 
Um, the crazy that scary movie. Oh yeah, I don't do scary, y'all. Yeah. Mm-mm. And how we met. Uh, we probably met in like fourth grade or some shit. Yeah, honestly. we've known each, we've known each other a long time. Yeah, I used to sit. I think I used to sit on the bus with her back and forth to school. Yep. Uh, in high school, I think. Yeah, high school. Yeah. He know me in my Jerry Curl days. Yeah, I knew she had that soul glow. Just let your soul glow. <laughs> so uh, soul we. Glow. <laughs> <laughs> So we were, we were dating uh, since we were 16. Um, I think we were 16. I was like, look, we got to stop playing games. No more games. Because we are getting too old for this shit. I okay? said that again. Life is, is too short. We are 16 now. And we, we got to make, make some decisions. important lifetime decisions right now. Yes. And I said, you gonna, I said, you're going to be my girl and we are going to get married. And we're going to uh, do a podcast together. I can see the future. Baby, we're going <laughs> to blow up. We're going all the way to the top. To the top. All you got to do is believe in me. I'm the CEO, the director. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your everything, girl. I'll be your lover. I'll be your father. I'll be your best friend. But, uh, yeah, I'll spit that pimping game to her. And, you know, I tell people, man, they ask me, What's the secret to a long relationship? What's the secret to being together and all that? And I tell them straight up, look, start fucking 16-year-olds. That's what I did. <laughs> it's the only way I know that work. It's the only way I know that work. And it, it's working out so But just far. be sure you're 16 too or else you might go to jail. That's that. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I always, because they always yeah. look at me weird. And I'm like, why yeah. didn't I tell them? You're right. You're yeah, right. they've got to put an underlying caption with that. Yeah, if they catch the naked pictures on your hard drive, you might be done. Yeah. All right, man, we got to go watch the Tar Heels lose. You ready to go, babe? I am. All right, love, love you. Love you. Mwah. All right, bye. I sweat. I see this nigga. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. So, make niggas suffer. You know what I'm saying? A man said life ain't easy. When niggas got to eat, that's when shit get greasy. Streets be all like, feed me, feed me When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy My man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy Streets be all like, feed me, feed me When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy My man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy Hey, he had a whole lot of cheese Plus he was the Mac, had a whole lot of C's Made a lot of niggas fat, gave a whole lot of G's Grams, man, he had a whole lot of these And he would let you hold like a whole lot of keys Even if you lose some, he would give you new ones Twice the bread, it's like he had two buns And he had a whole lot of seeds Even his kids had meals, for real Some rich small fries wrapped in paper since they was little Catch up, nigga, man said life ain't easy When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy the Streets be all like, feed me, feed me When niggas gotta eat, that's when shit get greasy My man said life ain't easy